Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hoopercast. It's a hi, Connor, and his he, Dustin, and it is us, the Hoopercast. <laughs> hi, Dustin. Hey, Hooper. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling giddy. <laughs> I'm feeling giddy. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. Uh, I, get, uh, I, I cannot tell how loud I am right now. You're gonna have to sort of help me figure that out. This is too hot, right? Right up here is too hot. Okay, but right about here is good, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what that's what I thought. Um, I uh, as I was as I mapped to do, I was showering before this show, um, and uh, I did that thing where you um, you get soap in your ear, and then mm-hmm. you you can't like uh, you you know what I mean? Like it, it sort of takes out one of your ears. Yeah, 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 totally. It yeah, like clogs it up. Yeah, that happened, and. Uh, and uh, and so that's one of those things where you may as well have just like, you know, fired a rifle right next to my head. I, I, right. It's just like me. Do you feel off balance? Like you're gonna like just completely fall apart? I mean, it's not what I wanted to happen before we came <laughs> in and recorded the show. Sure, sure. So that's for well. Sure. Just before we recorded the show, I had the hiccups, and there oh. like I get I get hiccups. Unlike most people, like most people, it's like hiccup, and it's like oh cool. Mine are like. <laughs> Like huge gasps, gasps for breath oh, and like dear. dying. And so I'm like, this is not going to be good uh, radio here. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, I, I'm sorry, Dustin. It's okay. I feel bad for you. They're gone now. <laughs> they'll be back. So they'll be back one day. Yeah. I wonder, hold on. If I make your window smaller, does that make your, oh my God, it does. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it just made you so much smaller. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on. Wow, it responds directly to the size of this window in OBS. It doesn't even correctly assume that you would want to scale it like a normal program would. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's fine. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Let's get started because people who are watching might be like, "All right, well, when are y'all gonna start talking?" So um, right. I'll just um, get right into our topic tonight. We got a few pieces of film news before we get to our video review of Mission Impossible Fallout. So. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, a um, few pieces of film news we want to talk about today um, yeah. that we uh, sometimes there's film news when we record. Sometimes there's not. Um, today is one of those days where we have oodles of film news, Dustin. Yeah, there's like three good pieces of information to chew on. Yeah, precisely. So the first one is um, we had a request. Um, I got a request today to talk about this topic hmm. um, from a listener named Sarah Weldon. No, um, <laughs> she sounds very pretty. <laughs> she must be. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that, Dustin. You want to be like, you want to be like, hell yeah. She. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that, Dustin? Just keep going. Okay, Just good. Like push past it. Sure, nothing. I should say nothing. Yeah. Um. So uh, this is in particular in reference to um the whole Movie Pass debacle, which if you yeah. didn't know, now do you, how long has Movie Pass been around, Dustin? They've been around for a few years now. Um, I think probably the first time I heard about them was like 2015, maybe. Uh, let me mm. let me fact check myself really quick. Yeah, probably I, it's I, four months ago, and I just lied. Well, I, I feel part of me thought that they'd been around for like 10 years or something, but that mm. can't be right. Um, so this is a great start, not knowing how long Movie Pass has been around. They they <laughs> were founded in 2011. Were they? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like the first time I heard about them, like really was, you know, around 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was certainly after college um, by a few years. So, yeah. 
Well, um, MoviePass's gimmick was that if you paid them um, $10 a month. Although initially, I think it was upwards of like $50. It, it, was, it was an insane amount initially. Oh, good Lord. I, In its earliest a, iteration. Well, wasn't it, how many movies a month was it? It was, it was, it, it was, was it, one movie a day. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was, it was, and then, so at one point, I think at its most popular point, it was $10 a month. Right. One movie a day. So one movie a day. There were a few stipulations, you know, the movie couldn't be IMAX. The movie couldn't yeah. be 3d. Um, yeah. it had, I think you could only see each movie once. So like, if you wanted to go see Avengers, you know, again, um, you paid you out were, of pocket. Right, exactly. Um, so, so a few stipulations, but but really nothing bad because you could theoretically knock out you know thirty movies in a month for ten bucks for ten dollars. It's yeah. cr- it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, at its most popular. So you might think, um, wow, that sounds like a strange business model. How could one possibly make money um, giving essentially subsidizing my film going experience uh, thirty cents on the dollar? Um, well, the short answer, they can't, you can't, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, movie pass. Oh, there goes the title. There you go. Movie pass, um, went into sharp, uh, sharp financial decline, especially recently. Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't even show that yet. Cause I'm not at that part of the story yet, but, um, they were spending 40 million. I think last month they spent 40 or $45 million just to keep the company afloat because they had to pay all the theaters for all the movies that they <laughs> they were letting people see. Correct. Um, and, uh, and so understandably they were freaking out cause they were losing money. And so then they panicked and, um, added a bunch more stipulations. Like it couldn't be an, it couldn't be like a opening weekend release and it, yeah. um, and it couldn't, and even just even more barriers to of entry. Um, it can only be at certain theaters or something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and then they raised it to like fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. And then, um, and then so this their stock kept dropping. Um, and then they finally have just now. Here's the the story that we were sort of bringing up today. The latest is MoviePass. This is from uh, Business Insider. Mm-hmm. MoviePass will let subscribers see only three movies a month, but it's rolling back a set of recent changes that many hated. Um, so. Um, of course, in the article, <clears throat> for those who are listening or are not looking right at the screen, um, on Monday, the movie ticket subscription service announced that its service would allow users to see only three movies a month starting August 15th. Customers who see more than three movies in a month will get discounts of $2 to $5 a ticket if they book through the MoviePass app, the company says. Um, so uh, and then it go- kind of goes into the history of how it it kind of the price raised up and all that other stuff. Um, so uh, the CEO um, uh, Mitch Lowe acknowledged that he should have um, he should, probably should have done this faster uh, yeah. rather than raise the prices and 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 do more stipulations. And um, but uh, it was either this or the company basically shut down. Right. Um, so I am of the opinion. So this is we've we've got some interesting. Um, a lot of people have interesting takes on Movie Pass. I've never got to use Movie Pass. Me um, But I will say this: three dollars, or sorry, three movies a month for ten bucks a month. Yeah, is still a good deal. It is. It's a really good deal. You know, it, it is a good deal. And um, and and I, so so part of me goes like, ah, I mean, he in 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 his um in his 
a little um a different article he said like we finally struck the, this is our business model like we finally found our business model yeah um so it seems like they could probably sustain this going forward but the interesting thing about this was that i think i read that he said um because businesses like this tend to rely on the, the the few people who are paying and not using it that much. That's how people. Yeah. Make, that's how Netflix makes money. You know. That's how. Yeah. Um, and uh, and f- it was fifteen percent of MoviePass's subscriber base. Yeah. Would see more than three movies a you know however many movies a month, but that fifteen percent was accounting for forty percent of operating costs. Right. For MoviePass. Um. Yeah, 15, 15 out of every fifteen out of a hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Forty percent of the operating costs, and it was just sending them forty, fifty million dollars in the hole last month. Right. Um, so, Dustin, the question I have for you is: um, mm. Would you even consider still using Movie? I mean, there's not much you could probably lose, but would you consider like partaking in Movie Pass for this price point? I really wouldn't. I think there are plenty of other, you know, options out there. Mm. Um, and, and really I, I would be sort of leery of getting in, in bed with a company that is having the issues that they're having. Mm. Um, you know, I think it was only about a week ago that the, the, the app like basically shut down and all of the people who were trying to use it were forced out. They couldn't. So you had all these people trying to check into the theater and they weren't able. So MoviePass had to very quickly scrounge up however many millions of dollars to get the the app back up and running. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just not interested in, in jumping in with a company that is going to at some point um, potentially not allow me to use the product I've paid for until they raise more money. And, and he can say all he wants, um, you know, we found our business model, but they've had so many business models. There's no indication that this is actually going to be the one that works. Um, you know, I, I, I Googled it while you were speaking and, and, um, initially there were a couple of different, you know, plans. There was, you know, a $50 a month plan that allowed you to see six movies a month, or you could pay $100 a month for unlimited movies, which, uh, and both of those did originally allow purchases to 3D movies. So initially, you know, the, the, it seemed like the business model was way more, um, uh, advantageous to them because, okay, if I, if I think I'm going to spend, you know, six, if, if I think I'm going to watch six movies in the theaters, great. I give them 50 bucks and probably I'll only see three and then they make money. And it just felt like that was probably what they should have stayed with. And to me, I think they got greedy and said, look, we need a larger market share. So let's lower the price. So we get more users. And while that's great, the problem is that's not sustainable. And I think even this is not sustainable because um, and I can really only speak for myself and maybe the numbers disprove me, but if I'm spending $10 a month, um, I'm going to make sure, and I get three movies, I'm going to make sure I see three movies, you know what I mean? Or yeah. at least, at least two movies. And if I see two movies, then that second movie and really part of the first one is out of movie passes pocket because they're covering those costs. I've only given them $10 mm-hmm. and two movie tickets is like, you know, 22 bucks. And so, or, you know, or more depending on where you live. And so, and so that's, that's $12 coming right out of their pocket that they have to pay that I'm not paying. And so I just don't see how in the long run this can be viable, um, even at this rate, because I think, again, it, 
it only works if the majority of users don't see their allotted movies. And in fact, it really doesn't even work if they just see one. Like you almost have to have a lot of users not seeing any. Because because if they see one, then again, like if I went to my theater, my theater I think is like 13 bucks for a, a movie ticket. Um, and so um, the theater closest to me is a Regal, $13. And so it's like, okay, $13. Well, I've only paid movie pass 10 and they're going to pay Regal 13. So they just lost $3. And I, all I saw was one movie. So mm. it feels like, I know $3 doesn't sound like a lot, but if you get however many millions of users they have doing that, then you're losing millions of dollars every day. And, or, and that just doesn't make sense to me. I think they have to have, you know, again, you know, the numbers may, dis, may disprove me and granted I'm not a market analyst, but, um, you know, I will say it, it seems like that $50 a month thing, although not affordable for the, you know, for every person out there and probably mm-hmm. the majority of people wouldn't and that's why they lowered the price, that's where they can make money. Because if I paid 50 bucks and got six movies and I only saw three because it's January and there's nothing out that I want to see, <laughs> that's where they make their money. They made 50 bucks off of me. And so I just don't understand how how this is ever going to make money. Um, yeah, I just I, – I don't understand. So um, – and like I'm on MoviePass's website right now. You know, it's movie time, only nine ninety five a month great but i i just don't understand how how that's possible i mean look this is what their 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 website says right now movie pass 7.95 a month for 3 movies a month or 9.95 a month enjoy a new movie every day as if that's still an option and i thought right. the whole thing was that's not an option anymore which right. means they haven't updated their website which means if they haven't updated their website but they've changed their business model then there's something wrong right there. Right. So, so I, I just don't understand how this company thinks they're going to be a player. Um, when, when they've proven time and time again, that they can't get their, their business model, right. And maybe this is the one, but I wouldn't jump in right now. Um, you know, I would wait a year and see how they're doing. Um, you know, I'm not going to say in a year they're not going to be here, but I think in a year they're certainly going to be a lot smaller than they are right now. Um, I, I just don't see. I, you know, I I know people who have Movie Pass and they've canceled it. They're they're just tired really? of the problem. Yeah, it, it it's it's just like over and over. I think the the last straw for a lot of people was they're at the movie theater. What, what was it last week when the app crashed? They're they're at the movie theater last week and they can't use the the ticket that they've already purchased so they had to buy it out of pocket but they've already given movie pass the money um so so the problem you know i think i think that turns so many people off um i know three people off the top of my head who have who have canceled that their their account there so so i think i think they're gonna feel this one yeah this um this article come on now keep working um yeah this article i have right now on cnn media um it's where the ceo is saying yeah we now have the right model um nothing's he, proven that <laughs> yeah exactly let's see it says um 
Oh, where's the, the uh, there's a stock figure. Oh, yeah. The cash burn has taken its toll. Helios and Matheson, the parent company of MoviePass, has watched its stock fall 99% since last October. It was trading at about seven cents per share Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Today. Yep. Goo. Yeah, it's it's nothing. <laughs> it's, it's going horrible. away. I, you know, I, <laughs> It, look, if this were Shark Tank and they came to me and the CEO said, hey, look, we found the right business model. Sure. My response would be based on what? Theoretically, <laughs> you found the right business model, but you have no sales to back it up. Sure. Like, like you just announced it today. We found yeah. the right business model. It's still theoretical. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to. Does this. Hold on a second. Does this. I'm so confused at what what this. I'm sorry. This is an audio thing. This has nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm sorry, Justin. No, it's all good. I'm turning my volume up, and I'm wondering if it's upping my the volume of the mic. It, that wouldn't make any sense, but I I I don't know anything anymore. I don't know. <laughs> the world is a crazy, uncertain place. Full right, of, right, right. The night. What's it in Game of Thrones? The night is dark and full of terrors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is the business world apparently. So. Godspeed to movie pass. I hope it works out. Um, but I also don't care if it works out because it sounds like I'm listening to, uh, to business wars. It's a podcast by Wondery. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're talking about, there's a whole episode about Netflix versus blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy in retrospect when you hear like, whether it's the egos or just the incompetence or whatever. I mean, this, it was the same thing in, in that Steve jobs book. Um, by Walter Isaacson, the, 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 you know, the, the bio, the biography. And it's, it was the same kind of deal where it's like, man, there's some wacky decisions that go into this kind of stuff. And it really, yeah. it, you really are like one or two bad decisions away from tanking a company, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. It's nuts. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, okay. Here's an interesting comment on the live stream that we got mm. from uh, from Harrison. He says, they must be doing something right, though. Alamo Drafthouse and AMC are following suit with similar models. It's the roughly, yeah, and then there's the figure about the 15% putting the, the financial strain on MoviePass. I, I saw some article about that. They call it the MoviePass effect. Like, theater chains are, are themselves getting into this game. But isn't it easier when it's 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 exclusive to your chain? Because it still brings you in to, to get like popcorn and concessions, right? I mean, it's right. You know, I think movie pass was paid pretty much like we'll pay for your movies and we get nothing in return. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, well, and I would also point to something like, uh, you know, um, regal, um, whatever it's called the regal crown club or whatever, or Adam. Oh, by the um, way, which, yeah. Harris, Harrison would like to also say that he is part of that 15%. He says he's seen about 90 movies since last October. <laughs> Snap. Good well, on you, dude. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, man. Like, like, so, so I use Adam usually when I go to the theater because yeah. Adam is a great, you know, it's, it's basically just Fandango. It's like the new Fandango. Um, and, and every, I think it's like, if you buy four tickets, your fifth one is free. Um, so over Full time, disclosure, yeah. uh, Adam is not a sponsor of this podcast. Not a they, sponsor. Were, they were going to sponsor us and then yeah. we decided we didn't want to fill out tax information, but Correct. for all intents and purposes, uh, we like Adam. We do. We do. So, so th- that's usually, you know, who I use and I, I have regal crown club, you know, so I get the points and then I can mm-hmm. redeem that for free movies. That's how I saw Jurassic world for free. Um, you know, with Adam, I saw teen Titans go to the movies for free. Um, so, so oh, I'm cool. seeing, I'm seeing these free movies, right. Which, you know, is great. But, but that's the thing is like, 
um, essentially if AMC or Alamo Drafthouse, if they're, you know, sort of aping that that business model from um, MoviePass, it's it's certainly more advantageous for them because they've got more skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, hey, you know, essentially it's a glorified rewards program at that point. It's it's a it's a subscription that you pay to the theater. The theater isn't so so think about it like this, like movie passes here um, in between you and the theater. If the theater creates their own subscription model, then it's just you directly to them. And what you're doing is you're paying them and they're paying the studios, but they're paying the studios off the ticket cost anyway. Right. Um, so, so really what they're doing is they're getting you in there more often um, because you have the, like you're getting a deal, right? And then, well, you are. And then, and then <laughs> they, like they're paying their share to the, the studios directly. Um, and, and it feels like it's way more advantageous for them at that point, because not only are you in the door and so you get, you know, all your concessions, you get whatever, but they also get this added, you know, perk. And, you know, I don't know all of the ins and outs of exhibitions, but I do know that, um, the more traffic that say AMC drives to Avengers infinity war, uh, AMC certainly looks better to Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's sort of the long, the long sort of plan for them is how can we look better to these studios so that we get better rates so that we make more money so that we make more money off concessions and everybody wins. And so, yeah, it, it essentially takes out the middleman. And, um, and so you get a good price, they get a good price because they're bringing more people in, you know? So anyway, I, I think, I, I think, while they're they may be you know pulling that same ish business model there's way more in it for them to do that with movie pass it's just a constant loss right it's it's perpetual yeah exactly <laughs> um okay well like we said godspeed movie pass yeah. and um you know yeah happy trails um there's a another piece of uh of film news we wanted to to hit real quick um yeah probably briefly uh just because we've already we we this is more of a follow-up to a situation but um we have last a couple weeks ago last week we talked about um the james gunn situation um with him being uh uh fired from the third guardians of the galaxy movie yeah uh because of some tweets Mm -hmm. and um and you said you have information dustin you have yeah, so, so I'll back up just a, a tiny little bit. So ever since this started, um, Dave Bautista has been very mm-hmm. vocal about, you know, we need to rehire James Gunn. Like, yep. this isn't the movie I signed on for. Um, he tweeted a few days ago um, at the time of this recording. He tweeted a few days ago and said, um, you know, I will fulfill my obligations, but yep. it's nauseating to think that I'm working for these people that fired him and that, you know, caved to this political you know, whatever. And so I forget his exact phrasing, whatever. Um, but the point is, uh, he's been very unhappy about it. Um, his basic thing was a, I mean, rehire James Gunn, but at the same time it was, you know, well, let's at least use his script. Right. Um, which is, which, I mean, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not, it's not like I'm Dave Batista, but like, sure. I, um, that'd be awesome if I was though. That would be, wouldn't it? It would be. Um, 
I, but that's, I think that's, at least I know that I was saying that same thing. Did, didn't we, did, did we as a show come out with that consensus, Dustin? That like, I think I, so. Or, if or they're going to fire him, off, at least, at least use, yeah, I, I, the contention was that, okay, well, fine. You cannot, you, he cannot be involved in further operations. Like if you're going to at least do that, at least keep the work that he did, because that's the vision that everyone agreed they wanted for the film. Exactly. So it'd be really stupid to go, oh yeah, his script suddenly sucks because right. we don't like his tweets and it seems stupid. Yeah, it is. And, and so I'm, yeah. I'm with Dave Bautista there. At least use the script. Yeah, me too. Um, so the Hollywood reporter actually reported today, um, which, um, so, so you may be listening to this a few days out, so you may have more information than I do. Um, but, uh, but as of right now, what THR reported was, um, that Disney does plan on using his script. Oh, good. Uh, good. so, so there, there is no plan currently to find a new writer or do anything different. It's just, we're going to use that script, which is good. Um, and THR also reports that, um, he is currently, James Gunn is currently in negotiations with Disney, um, over his contract. So, um, I, I, apparently he may or may not have had, and probably did not have a pay or play contract, meaning, mm-hmm. um, regardless of whether they use him, he would get paid. Um, however, um, because he did not break his contract, um, he's currently in negotiations to, uh, be compensated for the time and effort that he did put in. Um, good. So they are saying that that could be somewhere within the realm of like seven to $10 million in his pocket, um, essentially buying the script and his yeah. time and efforts and energy since the last film to, you know, the point of his, his termination. Um, Man. so, so yeah, he's in, in talks with that. Now, part of the legal legalese here is that he cannot accept or negotiate or entertain any other offers from any other parties, you know, any producers or studios at all. But THR is reporting that he's getting a lot of offers. Um, a lot of people are interested in bringing him onto their next project. Um, so it says, you know, Academy Award winning screen uh, or Academy Award winning producers as is this, well as. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is this James Gunn in demand for major studio moves? Movies after Disney fire, which t- title? Is yes. This? Yeah. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because Safari's freezing. Sorry. Go, oh, I got go you. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, and, um, and yeah, and it, there's even talks that WB is chasing him for DC. Dude, um, they would be stupid not to. Right. That, that you kind of just have to, uh, like, let's just put our, our, our feet in the water and see what happens. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it, he's, he's getting a lot of talk, but again, he can't entertain those offers at all until the legal proceedings are done. Right. Um, but, a, I'm glad that he's pursuing compensation for what he did. Yeah. B, I'm also glad that Disney is at least open to the idea of using the script that he wrote. Now, yeah. would would they, could they, will they uh, bring in another writer to touch it up? Probably. Um, uh, because the, the only reason that they kind of just let him do what he did was because he was also directing it. Um, 
take him out of the equation, um, I could see Disney kind of reading it and getting cold feet and saying, all right, we don't know if we would want to do that. Like, let's get somebody else in here to rewrite some things. Um, and, you know, again, I think we mentioned on the show last week, you know, maybe Taika Waititi, you know, whatever. Um, but whoever you get, you know, they're not going to have his exact sensibilities. They're not going to have his, his, you know, his voice. Um, so, you know, my gut reaction is almost like forget Taika Waititi, like give it to like Chris Pratt and say, Hey Chris, will you rewrite it? Sure. Has he ever written anything? No. But, um, you know, I, I, I think he has a better idea of, you know, James Gunn's voice and, and certainly the voice of these characters. Um, so I, you know, I would like that, you know, I don't know if that's being talked about, but, but regardless, um, you know, I think something's got to happen. I'm glad that they're using a script potentially. Um, but it remains to be seen, you know, whether, whether or not, uh, someone like Dave Batista would buy out his contract and be gone. Um, or, or, you know, if any of these people might do that, um, because that's, that's a very real possibility. Um, so, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very interested to see how this all shakes up, but, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that he'll be at least compensated for something. And, and, uh, you know, I think he, he absolutely deserves that. So. Gee, no kidding. I, I mean, that's the least that it just makes, it makes me angry. I know. I know. <laughs> it makes me it, very angry. It doesn't make sense. You know, I was thinking about it the other day and I, I think we were, we were texting about it and, and my, my thought was, you know, okay, I get what Disney did. It was like, okay, uh, it was a knee-jerk reaction, right? We don't want controversy. Let's just, you know, cut him out and and so, you know, so let's whatever. fire someone for nothing and cause controversy. Correct. So <laughs> so by now you should realize, like like God. if I'm if, I, if I'm Disney, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, hold on, that was a knee-jerk reaction. We caused controversy. Yeah. B. I think the majority has spoken, and the majority, even if they have problems with his tweets don't have a problem with him directing the film. Yeah. Um, the majority would rather see him reinstated. So, so I feel like, you know, and it's got, you know, what, 300 and some odd thousand signatures on this petition on change.org. Um, yeah. And, and you've got, you know, the cast of the show saying, Hey, let's let, you know, we, we support him, you know? So I feel like, I feel like if I'm Disney, I, I would reevaluate at this point and, and best case scenario, you, you get some really good buzz off of this, right? You get to say, Hey, look, we reinstated him. Everything's great. You know, the fans get what they want. That's great. Then we get what we want because we would kind of be looking like we take, threats of sexual harassment seriously, right? That we're going to, we're going to fire you. If something happens, we'll investigate it. You know, if, if no, if there's no wrongdoing, we'll reinstate you, but we take it seriously. You know, at least we kind of get the benefit of that. Right. By and the then, way, change.org up to 373,000 plus signatures. There you go. And there's uh, more, I mean, as we're broadcasting, there's more, it's flooding in right now. Have you signed that? I haven't signed that yet. Uh, no. Do you have to log in? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, uh, I do. Damn it. But, I know. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, making me do stuff to do right. stuff. Right. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think, um, I think if I were Disney, I'd kind of see, okay, 
let's step back. Let's reinstate. Let's let's rehire. Let's you know just sweep it under the rug and forget it happened. Um, and and don't don't forget in all of this, Kevin Feige has been quiet, mm-hmm. uh, which which is curious. It is, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't put it past him to also be very put out by this decision. And, and then the idea of him kind of flexing his power yeah. on James's behalf, um, maybe just let's wait for the right time. I th- yeah, uh, I think he's waiting until it's about to be a done deal. And then he, he steps in and goes, okay, I didn't want to have to say this, but I am like in charge. So, Right, right, exactly. So so I don't know what, what's to come, but um, at the very least, we can kind of take some, some, you know, uh, some deep breaths just mm-hmm. knowing that. Okay, they're going to use his script. They'll right. at least use it as a launching off point. So even if the voice is weird and the tone is weird and the it just feels off, at least thematically and you know character wise, mm-hmm. what was begun can be concluded. Um, and and you know I, I think that's at least part of the the battle. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apologies to the live stream people. It's the it's it's not letting me read the rest. Of, there's more comments coming in, but I can't see them. Um, I don't, and I'm afraid to refresh the page because I feel like it'll end the video. Yeah, see, it wants to ask me if I want to end. Let me see if I can uh, read some. I don't know. The last comment I see is, is um, my friend Ian talking about uh, Movie Pass. So I don't know if there's any of these comments if they have to do with James Gunn or not. I'd like to address if there are questions. Keep commenting if you're on the live stream. Keep commenting. Maybe it'll it'll refresh my page itself. A lot of stuff going on. Maybe if I close the tab as we change topics. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the next thing, Dustin. Okay, let's do it. Um, the 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 final piece of film news we have tonight um, to speak about um, the Oscars. Yes, we know the Oscars. We do. The second half of that phrase is usually we love them. Um, yeah. We don't. We don't really love them over here at the Hoopercast. No, <laughs> not no. a fan of the Academy Awards. No, we're not. And it's usually because they um, they come off as kind of smug, self important. Um, you know, I don't want to say out of touch, but but I'll I'll say I'll just snobby for the sake of finishing the sentence. Snobby. Right, 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 right. Um, a few. It used to be, I mean, was I think it was what was 2009, Dustin? I think it was 2009 where the count of Best Picture nominees went up from five to ten. Yeah. Um, and, and and this was in response to The Dark Knight. Was it in response to The Dark Knight, or was that just a coincidence? I think it was mostly. I think it was in response to it. Right. I, I think there was an overwhelming cry that that needed to be nominated, and they just didn't have the spots for it. Yeah. Well, um, they widened the field, they doubled the field, and yeah. The Dark Knight, which was objectively considered a a very good, a great um, crime drama yeah. thriller um, that happened to have Batman as the main character, but otherwise a, a very well-directed piece of filmmaking, um, didn't get nominated for Best Picture, even after they went from five to ten. Like, the, you, yeah. can just, you know, uh, and... And people were mad, you know, it just, it got some technical nominations and uh, maybe a couple of awards like sound design and stuff. Um, and that has, and, and as comic book films have gotten better over the years, uh, and a few of them, again, a pretty objectively considered, um, really good standalone, like, like Captain America, Winter Soldier and, mm-hmm. um, 
and even civil war, um, you've got, um, hell infinity war even, you know, um, you've got more, you've got the, the bar being raised higher and higher with comic book films to the point where they are on par by all the same measures as, as other, uh, standard, uh, you know, non-fantastical films can be. Um, right. And the public notices and year after year, they are not like, uh, oh, uh, the most recent example was Logan a couple yeah. of years ago, Logan, uh, and it got best adapted screenplay nomination, yeah. but th- I, I was one of, you know, thousands of people who thought that that film was worthy of a best picture nomination. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the film, it's a, it, it's, it's a very grim, mature subject matter. It's a very good story. It's a full yeah. circle character arc for the, for this, this, uh, this character we've seen on screen for almost 20 years. Um, yep. the performances are incredible yep. by, by, by the, 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 by everyone in the cast, but particularly Hugh Jackman and, and Patrick Stewart, both yeah. deserve best actor and best supporting actor nominations. Um, on top of cinematography and production design and, and a lots of other things score um, a lot of stuff that I, this isn't just me being a fan of Wolverine. This is, this is me as a movie lover saying that yeah, yeah. this, this could have and should have happened. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't. And right. I mean, a lot of people stayed positive and said, well, it's good that at, you know, best adapted screenplay. I mean, the, the fact that a, a, a movie um, based on a comic book character actually got recognized in any category is something. It's like, yeah, it's something, but can what the hell does the movie have to, what, what more does it have to do to get the Academy's attention? Right. Um, and the answer is nothing. Just right. let the ratings continue to tank and tank and tank until you have what's happening now. Yep. Which, Dustin, is, is the New York, this is articles on the New York Times. Yeah. Oscars are adding a new category for for uh for for uh film awards are we not scrolling again fantastic this is great i love it i love this <laughs> that's cool let's just refresh that that old page there um they're adding a new category mm. popular film best popular film yep just great so maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking that's not a big deal what's the big deal the big deal is you may as well call it best film for dumb, dumb, normal people. Right. Because that's pretty much what they're saying. They're yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, you know what? We really need to broaden our minds and and consider what, what makes a good film yeah. and forget about these things that we think are icky, like having Batman or Wolverine as the main characters. We need to yeah. get past that and focus on story and intrinsic value instead yep. of... Um, Instead of you know what's on the outside, yep. let's instead of going against all of the uh, all of the advice that, are, that we preach in our films, right? Um, and so, oh, there we go. Comments are back. Yay! So someone is saying exactly to something that I don't know what it's in response to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I agree with you, person. Yes. Um, so yeah, popular film category. Yeah. Um, they rolled out these changes today. Uh, a few things happening. This is an article by Brooks Barnes on the, uh, by the New York Times. He seems to, he tends to write stuff that I end up referencing. So thanks, Brooks, for being mm. a good writer. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're also shortening the telecast, um, making sure that they keep it to a tight three hours, <laughs> right? Because they usually go over to four. Um, and uh, 
they're going to be giving away some of these awards during commercial breaks to yes. keep the time. Um, so just a little bit from the article here. Um, it says, uh, it could, this could create problems for them that they don't already have. For instance, what if a movie many see as a legitimate best picture contender, the worldwide smash black Panther, for instance, if that receives a nomination for the populist Oscar, but not for overall best picture, does that mean black Panther and films like it are second class citizens? Hmm. Um, the letter, this uh, this letter that the, that they put out um, announcing all these things, the letter co-signed by Don Hudson, the Academy's chief executive, did not say what would constitute a popular film or whether movies nominated in that category could also be nominated for Best Picture. An Academy spokeswoman later clarified that they could. I doubt that they will. Right. Why create a whole new freaking category if you're going to have them nominated across categories. Right. The category will make its debut in the next Oscar ceremony, which will be held, uh, it says February 24th, but I thought they moved that up to like February 3rd or something. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. The letter says eligibility requirements and other key details will be forthcoming. The Academy did not respond to a request to interview Ms. Hudson or Mr. Bailey, who was reelected to a second one year term as president at a board meeting on Tuesday night. Hmm. Um, it uh, goes on to say um, it did not say which categories could be edged aside. The most likely are the three Oscars presented for short films producers hired to shape the annual telecast of long pressed the Academy to reduce the number of awards presented on air, but Academy traditionalists always push back. Um, yeah. Um, so let's see. There's some Twitter feedback. <laughs> One person said, and the Oscar for best achievement and pandering goes to, <laughs> and they retweeted the, the Academy announcement. Yep. Um, while some responses were favorable, the Academy also drew wide mockery with the social media universe, suggesting other categories that might draw more viewers, such as hottest on-screen kiss or best stunts. By the way, <laughs> I've been saying for years, best stunts should be a category, best yep. stunt work. Because yeah. just because like a romantic comedy is not going to have stunts, okay, well, a romantic comedy also isn't going to have a good script. It's not going right, to be the best right, screenplay right. either. Yeah. So there's there's always going to be films that, that aren't going to be eligible for all categories. Mm-hmm. And Logan's not going to win best comedy film. Right. Although The Martian did. Um, right. But but that's the point. You, you recognize for achievement films and stunts is a technical achievement. And considering when our, our featured, our film that we're featuring tonight later, the mission impossible and, and, and the films, um, other films like it, um, that, that are bringing back and restoring, um, and Mad Max Fury road, uh, um, a market for real in-camera stunt work as opposed to overly CG'd safe green screen action. You've got people on wires on the sides of buildings, um, on motorcycles without helmets, um, you know, holding their breath for six minutes. You've got people doing crazy stunts. There should be a category for that because it makes movies better. And it shows an incredible achievement by a stunt team that's, that's worked and coordinated just so you know just just speaking for stunts um yeah, in yeah. and of themselves but there should be there should be a stunts category so that person's joking i'm not kidding stunts yeah yeah make a stunt category if you want to make yeah. more make a stunt category because right. and i've never been really insulted by anything the academy does i've always just been like oh well you know it figures yeah, okay yeah. i'll just keep not watching but right. this is the first time where i've been like because we talk about this issue all the time, Dustin. Like, yeah. are the films we talk about on this show are they not fancy enough films for people? Do I feel like a like a like an idiot 
just because I talk about comic book films a lot. And the answer is no. I just I appreciate things about that these films offer that, and it's not it's not for it could it, just because it has broad appeal or it's marketed to a wide audience doesn't mean that that audience is dumb or right. can't digest a more complex story. It means I want to go see the Avengers exactly over and over again. Well, and so let me read you this too. This is this is an article from Variety um, that was posted today, uh, following all of that. And so, um, what it says is that um, ABC, you know, is the um, the company that they're actually in bed with until twenty twenty eight. I believe they'll Ooh. they'll host all the Oscars. Wow! Until twenty twenty eight. That's and a whole lot of Jimmy Kimmel. Re up the contract. Um, and, and, and so, so evidently ABC pushed for these changes, ABC, it was their idea to, you know, give some of the awards away during commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Also, it was their idea. Um, I think they actually, the article says that they actually proposed a best blockbuster category and then it was changed to best, you know, popular film. But, um, uh, yeah, they so so but that adds such a level of complication for me because ABC is owned by Disney and so it's almost self-serving for them to make those essentially what it was was they wanted to be able to say Avengers Infinity War was an Academy Award winning film and so they thought the best way to do that is to say hey let's do best blockbuster and then boom you got it. Um so um so it feels very self-serving to me. Um, you know, at the very least, Disney's like, hey, you know, let's get the Avengers or these Marvel movies in there or the Star Wars movies or whatever. Because, And, and I guarantee you, if, if one of these Star Wars movies wins best popular film i'm i'm done officially done um oh i'm i'm, I'm already done i'm already like, done too, I, I wasn't but. watching either but before i would end up maybe watching because my, my wife would be like i want to see the costumes and i want to see the broadcast because we yeah. both have worked in live television before so yeah. we appreciate the broadcast but right um i, I will put uh, marital bliss on the line this year to not watch the oscars because right this is this is why would i why would i ever reward like this is my I won't even say boycott. I got to go to bed early. I got to wake up early on weekdays for work. I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, lose, literally lose sleep over this because. Right. Well, well, you know, again, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Best, best picture for dum dums or whatever is like just this. So this makes apt. me. You know what I want to do this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Instead of sleeping during during the Oscars, I want to be in the other room watching the second Transformers film. Yeah, right. <laughs> in protest. Yes. Um, I'm just, just going to watch the Devastator, um, b- you know, wrecking ball testicles over and over again. <laughs> yes, just something super dumb. You know. I think I love being dumb. Right. <laughs> Don't you make me be smart. I'm just going to wallow in my stupidity now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go read a book upside down (laughs) Uh, try to bring a two by four in a door and get stuck over and over before i realize you have to turn it vertically Um, i'm gonna walk around my house with toilet paper stuck to my shoe (laughs) yeah no it's so dumb though um you know this whole thing just reeks of we we want to be artsy we want to give all of the you know pretentious movies the 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 benefit of the doubt. And then we'll just like throw awards at other people. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, first of all, the whole idea of giving away awards is stupid anyway. Right. Uh, you know, (laughs) Avengers infinity war doesn't need your awards. 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. a good movie. It stands on its own. It made a ton of money. Yeah. Black Panther doesn't need your award. It doesn't yeah. need to say, oh, it's also an award winner. It just needs to say, hey, it made a whole ton of money and it's a good movie. Because so, the, the only know, validation I need for these films, it, it really is Rotten Tomatoes. Like it, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and like my own experience and, and right. people, friends I trust. Like, uh, the, yeah. you know, we have a great panel of guests here on the Hoopercast and it's really just all of me and Dustin's friends because yeah. we surround ourselves with creative people who, um, who, who we trust, who we like yeah. and who aren't, um, up their own butts about Correct. art. <laughs> Correct. You know, I, I can appreciate, I, I loved her. That's an artsy film that also is, is, yeah, is yeah. really clear and communicative of its message. So why can't, right. why can't, why can't, why can't quote unquote profound films be like that? Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, I'd love it if the Transformers films were a little bit, you know, better, sure. a little bit more, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, but Highbrow. Yeah. High, sure. I mean, or, or not as low, whatever. Yeah. I, I got it, but. Ugh, this is not the way to do it. And, yeah. and, and, and this is all happening because they're, they're desperate. They're desperate because their viewership has gone down year after year after year. Yeah. And, and it, but that wasn't just due to the movies they're picking. It was that, but it was also, they can't get through a sketch without being political and without yeah. dividing people on whether it's social issues or just some soapbox about some thing. And, and, you know, then we get more into the issue of should athletes and actors use their platforms for political me? That's fine. But like, but when it's national television and you want everyone to watch, don't yeah. alienate half, half of everyone. Yeah. yeah. Right away. Just by, uh, you know, telling people that they're stupid for not liking something right so it's 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 certainly a desperate move um it is by them and i don't really think it's gonna pay off i don't think people see this news and first of all no one who's not watching oscars is following the academy awards on twitter right <laughs> and, exactly and, and and anyone with a with google access would know that this is just a a, a real cheap um uh you know gambit to yep to desperately hold on to their viewership. So right. don't follow it. Um, no, don't fall for it. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. If you want to see, you know, films that you more popular films recognized, that's good. I mean, recognition is also good, but yeah. what we've been saying for years is that that recognition from the Academy of motion picture arts and sciences is mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, becoming less and less valuable. Um, that maybe meant a lot more when, um, when there was, you know, when it was, that was the biggest way to market your film, but, but, but we're so aware of movies and a wide range of movies now with all these streaming services, with, with, with social media marketing, like it's a whole new world. And so they're less and less relevant. And so they just turned into a big Hollywood, you know, jerk fest where we're just, we're just happy that we're all here and having a big party. And that's probably great if you're, if you're in Hollywood, but if you're watching, you're just like, Oh, cool. Let's right. how, how can you make me feel more like I'm not invited or a part of this? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's yeah, so, it insult me from the get go. And there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. so, and I think also I saw in that same, um, article, they were talking about how, um, um, what is that? Okay. Um, they were talking about, I think they moved it to early February. I was saying earlier, I think they yeah, moved to yeah. early February because they're trying to shorten award season overall. Yeah. 
because they're like, they're finally realizing like, oh, this is four months of just awards, awards, awards. Every exactly. single Monday morning on the news, it's, oh, did you hear what Alec Baldwin said about Donald Trump? Or did you hear, wait till you see this strange gaffe? And it's it's just like, oh, I wonder what one right. best. And so they're saying by the time the Oscars roll around, you there's really no surprise. There's no suspense because we already know what's been getting all the awards. Yep. And no one at the ceremony really seems that happy to be there because they're like, all right, this is the last one that I can stop doing doing press for this film right you know yep. so i don't uh, my my salute you want to make the oscar special get rid of every other award ceremony yes <laughs> every single award ceremony get rid of it right which they can't do and they won't do so right so uh, it's, it's it's stupid it's, it's like a moot point yeah. right right so yeah. okay well yeah yeah um oh boy um right. who good lord i'm still sorry there's 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 text coming into my phone about the the show but they're all late weird text uh, probably gotcha. happened while it was glitching so i hope people can yeah, still yeah, watch yeah. it um okay cool uh ian says he's got a friend who's a, stunt, who's a stunt man he agrees on the stunt um the stunt uh category and can i can, let me just also throw this in there really quickly um yeah. then we'll then we'll move on about yeah. how insulting it is to throw some of these categories in during commercial breaks it's right. like it's like hey how do you pick who you're doing that to right. and b uh like that's so insulting because you know it's going to be like the the foreign short film category yeah. and it's like it's so insulting like these people came from like half a world away to be a part of this thing. And you're not even going to televise their award. Oh, good Lord. What if they cut the death reel? What if they put that oh during commercials? Gosh. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, like they're going to, um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Imagine if you're up, for, if you're nominated for like best short, animated short and, and you, and you know, like, okay, so I'm gonna get my award to the commercial break. Um, yeah. or, or, you know, you're going to win, you know, that everyone else sucks. Right. You, you're just one of those years where it's like, like Kubo and the two strings. Like that guy was like, right. okay, I'm going to win this category. Um, imagine you have to still sit through a three hour ceremony and you can't even go on national television and thank your wife or your right. mom exactly. or your, your agent, your producers. You can't thank your producing partner. You can't yeah. thank anyone. You go up there and maybe you thank them in front. Maybe do they even let you? do a speech i mean if you got to get through a couple of awards during a, during a three minute commercial break right do you, do you even get to talk no it, it's so it's such a dumb move Ugh. like just leave it as it is and just loosen up on your on your tight fist of who gets into the best picture category yeah like just just op- just be open-minded to it and then and then you're done like that's all it takes yeah man it's yeah. it's nuts I'm, I'm 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 frustrated by it I know. Um, okay. Well, let's 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 move on to our actual review of the night. Um, let's do it. And uh, did, did, did we did we want to eventually get into spoilers about this, or did we say no? You know, I, I feel like I feel like probably not. Part of that okay. is because I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, I, I, but, don't worry about me. Okay, but but also also I think this this is one of those movies that's best served uh, cold. Like oh, don't oh. don't go in don't go in knowing everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, then hell, we've been talking for about an hour. You want to yeah. just uh, you want to go to the you want to go to the jump? Yeah, well, let's go ahead and jump. Let's do let's let's do that. So, guys, we're gonna end the live stream now. Um, yeah. We had a, a healthy discussion there about these about these issues. So we hope we you did. enjoyed it, and we hope you enjoyed um, you know commenting in yeah, yeah. and having your comments read by us. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, 
if you're watching this on the live stream, we do have a YouTube channel, Hoopercast. We do this show every week. It's roughly this length, but also not. It's very wildly in length, depending yes. on what me and Dustin have going on. Uh, but we right. do this show every week, and this is Dustin and I having conversations about movies and movie news that we like, and um, and uh, and you get to listen in and be yeah. a part of it, of course, yeah. here uh, with the with the live stream now on Facebook. So. Um, Yes. Uh, so, but it'd be great if you went over and, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel yeah. at least. Um, if nothing else, look, I'll, I'll be frank with you. Um, we, we put these videos up to YouTube or up to Facebook as well. And obviously you're watching it live. So, but the whole show is going to be on, on YouTube and, yeah. but it'd be great if you helped us get our numbers up. Cause if we got them up high enough, we can actually monetize the channel again and make a little bit of scratch off these videos. Yeah. So be great. If you Google docs offline has crashed, I don't care. Can you tell me that later? I'm in the middle of talking about this. <laughs> tell me some stuff I don't need to know right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just like tapping me on the shoulder like, oh, excuse me, did hey, you know your, that your Google, Google Docs, Docs are gone? I just need to tell you about your Google Docs. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't need you right now. Right. Um, anyways, so uh, yeah, that's the skinny on um, on our, all our stuff. You can also, who is that? I can't tell whose icon that is in the chat. How mysterious. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, Dustin, um, it's pretty cool. If you're, are you, you're on, you're looking at the chat right now, right? I am. Check out this kick-ass Thanos. I, I updated the uh, podcast. Um, uh, it'll pop up in just a second. I made yeah. him glow. This Thanos Infinity Gauntlet, full of all the podcast, the podcast platforms were available on. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, Castbox, um, Anchor FM, Breaker. Uh, Radio Public, all of these, uh, and um, I think I said Google Podcasts. Anyways, uh, all of those, up. all of those platforms were available on. Yeah, yeah. Um, to listen to, so you can subscribe there. Yeah. Uh, but the YouTube channel is going to have this video element, and once we get yeah. off of the stream, the video, the sync will be a little better. So, oh yeah, uh, there you go. I see, I see the. You see it? Isn't it cool? Yeah. yeah, I did a little work on that. Yeah, was, yeah. I'm pretty proud awesome. of myself there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, quick, quick hello to. John, thank you oh, for joining. Hi, thanks and, for uh, joining at the end again, John. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> right, he always he always catches us right at the end. Um, and, hey, hey uh, you guys, what I miss? <laughs> and my aunt Sheila's in there too. Hey, Aunt Sheila. Um, Is that who, I mean, that's whose picture I saw. Yeah, she says uh, she agrees about the politicking in Hollywood. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of um, a lot of self serving stuff going on. Sure. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, crap. Now I feel bad for getting off. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. I know. Now that we have people watching, it's like, yeah. oh, we're, we're going to be done. Oh, uh, I don't know. What do you, you want to do, Dustin? You want to stay on this thing a little longer? You know, we could stay on a little bit longer and talk about, um, you know, I, I, I know, I know we want to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout, which is in theaters now, but then. Do you uh, want to warm up by talking about the first two films? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I know, I know you just recently rewatched both of them. Um, I rewatched Rogue Nation uh, just yesterday, actually. And uh, so we could probably talk about that for a minute. Hang on, if I could find the slideshow. There we go. Look at that. Everything is possible with Barbie. Um <laughs> Okay. Just say everything's possible with Barbie. No. Uh, uh, you have a daughter. I do have a daughter. I don't have Barbies, but I do have a daughter. Um, my daughter and I have been... Uh, sorry, let me I'll put up the... Oh, wow. This doesn't really work if I don't have... Sorry. I had to try and get that up while I do other stuff. Um, yeah, my daughter and I have been... I've been trying to 
you know, as, as you may have known from, as if you're a podcast uh, viewer or listener of the show, having trouble getting her to stay uh, in bed at night. Uh, mm. but I have, I've had her, she has not been popping up for this whole show. So I think I've been successful because I've been trying to give her one-on-one time, like a, like a good parent would do right, instead right. of telling her to go away while I'm doing my, my internet show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> go away. I'm working. Um, yeah. Go, yeah. Go away. Daddy's, daddy's busy being internet, not famous. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, uh, I've started watching like a one, like 22 minute episode with her, uh, at night, just one-on-one time. Yeah. Uh, so the other, the other night, um, I was like, Oh, let's watch. We're going to watch. Oh, we'll watch, um, 72 dangerous animals on Netflix. Cause she can learn about some, and you know, and it's, sure. I think she said something like, that's good. Those always make me sleepy. I was like, that's <laughs> okay. great backhanded compliment. Cause I think they're interesting, but fine. Right. The whole point is to get you tired, ready for bed. Right, so that, right, that's right. fine. You can do that. Sure. So I, uh, I, I finally was like, okay, let's watch it. And so we start the episode and it's about Jaguars. It's like, okay, mm. cool. Jaguar. I don't care about the damn Dougal, Dougal docs. <laughs> <laughs> Doodle dogs. I don't care about them doodle dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so distracting. It's more distracting than like. There's so many screens over here that have to do with the live stream and the latency that I've gotten used to, but I'm sure. I'm not prepared for the the constant Google Doc, um, Chiron <laughs> running across my right, computer. Right. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we start watching the episode and, uh, and it begins with a reenactment of an attack on a, oh my on a, on a four-year-old girl. Her oh age. no. My four-year-old daughter's watching this thing where a jaguar oh, runs no. up on a four-year-old girl skipping rocks in a lake and just <laughs> bites right into her head, <laughs> just right through her skull oh, and is no. trying to, to eat her. And then how they rushed her to the hospital. They're showing pictures. And I was like, don't show pictures. Don't show pictures. Funk pictures. Just like this little girl like frowning with like a bloody skull. And I was just like, I'm sitting here like, well, I'm thinking, I'm going to wait this out. I'm just going to wait this out. We're going to get to the, we're going to get to the Jaguar, like, you know, killing another animal instead of a human. Oh no. (laughs) It it just keeps getting worse. (laughs) There's a scientist like. I mean, she could have died. I mean, if at least lost her sight. I mean, her, uh, maybe her eyes would have come out. I was like, all right, we're going to get off this. All right, yeah, we're done. We're done. We can't do this. <laughs> my daughter's just staring at it, like playing it cool. But I can tell she's like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, she, <laughs> and, she's traumatized. So I was like, okay, let's watch Transformers Prime instead. <laughs> we were yeah, watching Transformers go. Prime. There you go. And when we started Transformers Prime, um, uh, uh, one of the, the cars, I forgot who it is, um, uh, anyway, they're patrolling the desert for uh, for Energon, and you know when they're when the Transformers are vehicles, there's no one in the car, and yeah. um, and so this car, this Camaro, voiced by Dwayne Johnson, is going through the the desert, and he's and he's going. Um, and my daughter, the first thing she said was, "He's driving really fast, Daddy. He's driving too fast. He needs to <laughs> slow down." And then it zooms in closer to like to clue you in that this is an Autobot. This isn't like a, a guy in a Camaro. Yeah, and yeah. it's and so there's no driver. She's like. Oh, there's nobody driving. There's nobody driving, and they're going to f- daddy. <laughs> it's like you can't right. win for losing. This is great. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, okay. Let's 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 talk a little bit about Mission Impossible Four and Five. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, as you said, I recently have rewatched um, both of these movies. I own Ghost Protocol, and so I was, I knew we'd be talking about Mission Impossible Six coming up. So I thought, well, let me refresh Ghost Protocol since I own it on Blu-ray, and I'm already trying to watch my own. Um, the movies, the movies I own anyways. So, um, I rewatched 
ghost protocol. And, um, and so here's some, here's a, you know, here's the little slideshow from it. Um, so this was the first one, um, uh, after see, I think mission Muscle six was 2006. And so this one was like mm-hmm. five years later, this is 2011. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people, you may have remembered this as the film where Tom Cruise literally climbed the outside of the tallest building in the world, yep. uh, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Um, and, uh, so I've, I mixed in some, some pictures here of the crew, um, accomplishing some of the, the techni- the more technical aspects of the film, because it's important to see, um, there's, and so that picture of the, I'm going to see, I'm going to see if my pause button works here because it's supposed to. So I'm going to pause it on this, this picture of Tom Cruise and Jamie Renner on the side of the Burj Khalifa. So I knew that Tom Cruise climbed the outside of the building. Yeah. But when the shot where Jeremy Renner, you know, where Tom kind of falls out, doesn't quite make it back in the window. And then Renner grabs him and, um, and he's hanging out the side of the building. I was like, okay, well that was, that was probably now that the other actors are involved, they're on a stage. Sure. I saw a special feature. Nope. Renner's up there too. Oh my God. He's, he's, so he's actually leaning out of the building. You know, obviously he's strapped down and Paula Patton's really, it really is holding his ankle, but she's strapped down. She's like chained to the floor or something. Nope. And, um, and Tom Cruise is literally upside down. See, not only is he outside the building, you can see this picture, right? Yeah. Not only is he outside the building, climbing all day anyways for like i think two months is how long it took to film all this yeah yeah but now in this shot he's hanging upside down oh, <laughs> gosh. like just imagine like okay there's nothing in my pocket right there's no coins or keys right 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 oh <laughs> my go, gosh go That's through some crazy, guy's head dude. yeah but like just so i talk about stunt work in movies how can yeah. you look at that and go yep this doesn't deserve a category <laughs> right exactly this you is know? so awesome oh, well anyway. and that that's probably my favorite thing about these movies on a whole is that is that they are phenomenal um, mm-hmm. action movies that actually do real things in camera. Yeah. Um, you know, so often these days, movies are just filled with CGI and and there's a little bit, you know, you know, to augment things here and there. Um, but but these movies here are are so real. Um, Part of that is probably because Tom Cruise is an actual maniac, but yeah, he's um, a crazy person. Yeah, he's absolutely for sure. Crazy. But but like it, you have to give him this right. Like not only is he a good actor, like I think he's a good actor, but mm-hmm. I also think he's so committed to giving you a good show. Yeah, uh, that he, he's gonna do what it takes to make it believable, and 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 sometimes CG, no matter how good it is, just isn't believable. It doesn't have that weight. And then yeah. and then you know, but if you're actually upside down hanging out of the world's tallest building like yeah i could i could buy it so so hats off to tom cruise like good on you yeah tom cruise even said like i was watching the special features for these and he said i want people to be able to like look at this look at this movie and it's any movie years down the road and still enjoy it and one of the ways that you do that is you really create a memorable experience but you also have the added mystique of like of this is really happening. These people are really doing these things. Exactly. And especially in an age where more, you know, it's easier and easier just to do everything in post and, and special effects. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more. So there's a lot more of a market. It's a lot more exciting for an actor to be able to do their own stuff. So, I mean, as crazy of a guy and, and, and possibly a party to, to strange crimes by the church of Scientology. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. po- I'm saying possibly, I'm not, I'm not trying to imply probably, I really do mean possibly because sure, sure. we don't know anything. I know Scientologists and, and the church and David Miscavige are all uh, messed up human beings, um, yes. allegedly, but, um, and Tom Cruise may or may not know about some shady stuff, but I'm not judging that I'm judging as a, as an actor producer, um, as, as a, as a, um, as a filmmaker, 
Yeah. Tom Cruise is is it. He yeah. is the guy. I, I think he's I think he's the the closest thing we have to the Hollywood movie star. He's 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 the American Jackie Chan. Yeah, absolutely. Like in terms of like people doing their own stunts, like you know, Tom Cruise isn't you know doing. You know, I mean, it, different kinds of stunts. You know, Jackie Chan did all kinds of crazy physical stuff, but yeah. it's the same principle. This dude's putting this dude's breaking ankles and 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 yeah. continuing to shoot the movie. Yeah. Um, there's just a few technical pictures here. You know, of, of, of the dust storm that they went to the, the efforts of creating. Yeah. Just just insane stuff. How far the crew went um, yeah. on this on this film. And not only is it. Not only that, but I think the film is also um, just a good, a good film, a great. Dir- I mean, I gave this film a three and a half star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the direction's really great. I think the stunt work's obviously amazing. The action sequences, the score is really good. Yeah. Um, if this film is weak anywhere, it's probably a little weak on the side characters. The you know the um, the Paula Patton character. Mm-hmm. I think uh, on on a second, you know, I would say second, but I'm gonna call this my second viewing. It's not, but I'll, I'm gonna call it, you know. Upon this viewing, yeah. it became clear to me, like, huh, I thought she was way better written in hindsight, but now that I've seen it again, there's not much to her character. Sure, um, um, sure. You know, and and even and and I'm I realized on this viewing how much she actually messes up and puts the plan in jeopardy. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think that was purposeful. It was just like maybe right. she's still kind of a rookie, kind of nervous. It would have made a little more sense if she was in the fifth movie and was more sure of herself, like had an sure. arc. And right, I think right, maybe right. she did, but she came off as like as a uh, to um, not having the not having the nerve for the job, right? And in hindsight, it's like, oh, that's kind of a disservice to the the female lead here or the female sure. ensemble character. Sure, and you know, I haven't seen this one in, in a little while. I did refresh with Rogue Nation, but I didn't go back to Ghost Protocol, and and so I haven't seen this in probably a, a year or two years. Yeah. Um. And so, so yeah, I I think it'd be interesting to rewatch it, you know, through that lens for sure. Um. You know, but I I do remember this being a whole heck of a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a sucker for these movies anyway. I'd give it four stars. You know, I think that. Um, there's a lot of really memorable things here, you know, not just um, hanging out of the building, but also, you know, the dust storm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of really fun stuff here. Yeah. This is actually directed by Brad Bird. His is this this was his first live action uh, film, I believe. I think uh, it was. And you talk yeah. about memorable sequences, even the end with uh, them in that sort of car manufacturing. The, yeah, the, pl- the, I mean, the like, parking garage. Every single time that this movie did something to defy my expectations, and even that scene, it does it plenty of times. Yeah. He's about to grab the case and then something happens, but not just yeah. like, oh, I tripped or I kicked or someone kicked it away and now it's out of view again. Like sure. like a platform would move because a car is being built or right. something, which well, that happened in Minority Report too. That guy's, Tom Cruise has to stay away from cars being built. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, I, I also love, um, just how just, so this is sort of its own trilogy. Like if you look at the first three movies, they're sort of their own thing, sort of thematically and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And three kind of opens the door for four, five, and six and four, five, and six become this ensemble based thing where yep. one, two, and three never were. Right. Um, so, so, so what I love most about this movie, I think is that it, it really established um, okay, we're going to have an ensemble. We're going to have all of these people that do different things. And I think at the time that the consensus was that Jeremy Renner might take over for Tom Cruise, um, and sort of lead these films. And then that never did happen. He was uh, about to take over two franchises. That guy was going to do this and the and born. born. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, exactly. in both the stars kind of 
came in and performed and yeah. the studios were like, never mind. Right, exactly. Um, but you know what? Like, like I, I, I do like his character here. Um, you know, I think you're right, Paula Patton. You know, the fact that she doesn't show up again um, probably speaks a little bit to the underwrittenness of her character. Yeah. Um, See, but, now, now I'm thinking it was probably her who was like, meh, I'm not really interested in it, it, doing it another one. Be. You it know. could be. I, I don't know the story behind that, but I do know that you know this is really where we get some some good meat and potatoes with Benji with Simon Pegg's character, um, and and you know whereas he was introduced in three as sort of a, an office guy, we get to see him now in the field. Yeah. Um, you know, so so it, it really. You know, and if you if you remember, Mission Impossible was a TV series first. The TV yeah. series was ensemble based, and so it was always weird that it became a a, a solo venture for Tom Cruise. Well, in the um, first movie, they kill the entire team in the, the right. first scene. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, it, it became this whole different beast, and then now it's kind of like guys. It, it kind of needs to be an ensemble. Yeah, it does. And Hunt is only as good as the people around him. And um, and if he doesn't have anybody to bounce off of, then he can't be a very good character. Um, and maybe that's why Mission Impossible 2 is the worst received of the films. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed Ghost Protocol a whole heck of a lot. It renewed my interest, even though I wouldn't necessarily say it was waning at that point. Um, but it, it opened up new doors. Um, right. So renewed my interest in that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. There's a YouTube channel that I was watching where they they talked about um, the guy was rebutting the charge that Ethan Hunt has no character, mm. and he says, and whether he was he was kind of being satirical, but he also he clearly thought about it. He's like, he is Tom Cruise at yeah. at every stage of his career. Like in the first Mission Impossible, he's he's Tom Cruise in ninety in nineteen ninety six. He's the, he's this young hotshot, top of his game, you know, um, it guy. And yeah. uh, in in the second movie, in in uh, was it a two thousand? I think yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's Tom Cruise in the year two thousand. He's an unstoppable god. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. he's he can he can he can make a movie like vanilla sky that, you know, smash at the box office just by him being in the film. Yeah. Um, he can do anything. He, he can do no wrong in the box office. Sure. You know, long hair, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. And then in the third movie in 2006, he, this is the Kitty Holmes era where yeah. he, he was trying to, con, you know, just like in, in just like Ethan Hunt, he was trying to convince everybody that he was, he's a regular guy. He's a family man. He can settle down, you know, yeah. he's got a daughter and all this. And so now we've got ghost protocol, which is Tom Cruise in 2011. This is post Katie Holmes. Um, and this is where people are starting to catch on that Tom Cruise might be a crazy person. Yeah. He might yeah. be a crazy person who is totally obsessed with his job and he is a hundred percent committed body and soul to delivering on his objective, just yeah. like Ethan Hunt in this film. And, and yeah. as, and as these films go on, it's, it's more and more apparent that, that he is th this obsessive person this obsessive personality who is hyper good at what he does for a living, yeah. but, but can, can clearly not maintain, um, interpersonal relationships with people. Right. And right. I saw that, I saw that analysis and I was like, wow. Um, yeah. so credit goes to Patrick H. Willems that, that YouTube channel, even though he says some other insufferable things that I find stupid, but that, <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that, uh, Oh, I can't remember what he said. I don't know. It was, it was something dumb. It was something uh, kind of along the lines of this Oscar category stuff. It was like, Oh, come on, dude, don't be a jerk. Right. But, um, but that analysis I think was spot on and it, sure. at the very least fun to think about if it's, yeah. if it's not exactly what they're going for, but that's, that's what it is. And I think that yeah. just like, 
the Fast and Furious films have embraced what they are, which is an ensemble heist with ridiculous stunts. By the way, lots of those practical, not, you know, not, you know, turning a torpedo with your bare hands or anything, but, um, but you know, a lot of wire work and wrecking cars and stuff. Um, so just like that franchise became self-aware mission, maybe not mission itself, but, but mission was always good. But Tom Cruise became self-aware and was like, okay, this is who I am and that's okay. I embrace it. And it makes for a great product. So let's go make some movies. Yep, yep. And, uh, and I, I respect the hell out of him uh, yeah, just yeah. To, for his commitment to, uh, to what he does. Cause that's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. He's crazy. He and it, you know, in, 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 in the best way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So um, Hoover, do you want to uh, go ahead and do the jump and then we'll, we'll talk about uh, five and six as sort of a, a, a piece you know, together? Um, or do you want to go ahead and talk about five a little bit? Uh, I don't know. What do you think we ought to do? Uh, uh, either way, either way, your call. (laughs) Um, let's, let's talk about five a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about five. Um, yeah. So you said you saw this, what, like a, a couple days before you saw, um, or anyway, a couple days ago. Yeah, just a couple days Fallout. ago. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Fallout before I rewatched Rogue Nation. Okay. Um, so the the reason for that, so so Rogue Nation and Fallout are the first two films in the in the franchise to be directed by the same director. That yes. um, there's always been a different director of movie to movie. Um, and then Christopher McQuarrie shows up and, and does Rogue Nation. Um, turns out a really, really solid film, and then they bring him back for Fallout. They also bring back the villain mm-hmm. um, and uh, pretty much the whole, you know, IMF team. So what you have is essentially a two-part story um, that we didn't know was a two-parter. Um, so, um, so yeah, Rogue Nation um, came out in 2015. I don't remember if we reviewed it on the show. I don't think we did. Um, Rogue Nation? Yeah. I don't know that we did. I don't think we did because I didn't see it in theaters. This is the only only of these movies that I did not see in theaters, um, except for I think the first one. Mm. Um, and um, so so yeah. So here here's here's the basic story. Um, uh, there is an anti IMF. It's a it's a group of people. Um, they call themselves the Syndicate. They are trained um, to be as you know equally cunning and brutal as the IMF. Um, however, they have nefarious goals. Um, so Tom Cruise or man, I call him Tom Cruise. So you Ethan, see, he I is know, right. Right. So, <laughs> so Ethan Hunt has been disavowed by uh, his government and the IMF has actually been, um, dissolved into the CIA. Um, and so, um, because he cannot return home, he has to, um, stop the syndicate by himself without help from, uh, uh, you know, his team. Um, now he does eventually recruit his team, um, who give their time to him just because they're his team. Um, and, um, and so it does become an ensemble piece, which is great, which is what it needed to be, what I loved about the last film. Um, so it kept that going and, um, and overall it became, you know, a, 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 a really solid action movie that had all the spectacle that you'd come to expect from these movies um, and sort of dialed it all up to some insane degree um, because you're probably like, well, like, how do you, how do you, 
do better than, you know, hanging out at the side of the world's tallest building. Well, you, you jump on the side of a plane that's taking off. Mm -hmm. Um, you submerge yourself in water for, uh, six minutes. You, you, you do these things that, that will stick with you. Crazy Um, motorcycle chase where Tom Cruise really is riding at breakneck speed without a helmet. Yep. You know, there's I got this picture held right here. I got this these these pyrotechnics, these these people flying off the bikes behind him. Um, you know, weaving out of you know, some of these cars are fake, obviously for safety yeah, yeah. reasons. But like, sure. but but you are so in the action, just just seeing the, the him, you know, him following this camera car yeah, and and leaning to where his knee is touching the pavement. Yep. And and you see the look on his face, like the focus, the, the ability to act. Under while those circumstances, yeah. While you're while you're being hyper vigilant physically, is yeah. is insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, the film also introduces um, Rebecca Ferguson's character Ilsa Faust. Um, Ilsa Faust is a disavowed MI6 agent, um, and so she's sort of a, a big question mark for I'd say the majority of the film. Um, and then. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really. Um, I, I don't want to say it, it's it's exactly what you'd think a Mission Impossible movie would be, but it is. It, it, it's it's fun. It's action packed. It's mm-hmm. well performed, well choreographed. The 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 stunt work is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the set pieces are memorable, and um, and really, it's just the kind of exactly what you want out of a Mission Impossible movie. Um, and and the fact that Christopher McQuarrie kind of understood what this franchise was, um, maybe better than any other any other director. And and so since you talked about Tom Cruise being Ethan Hunt and Ethan Hunt maybe not having as much character and all this stuff, um, I would say this is where Christopher McQuarrie kind of excelled, where the other movies, except for maybe three, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it bothered to give Ethan Hunt some character here. Yeah. So not only is he super vigilant, not only is he just so crazy good at what he does, but he actually has developed a sense of like uh, ownership over his team that, that there hasn't been before. Um, and I think Rogue Nation really solidified that these people are his people. Um, and, 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 and I think that this almost father, like, you know, um, uh, leadership role really suits that character. Um, and it never becomes like, uh, it never becomes sappy. Like you never see a scene where he's like, man, I love you, whatever. Like, like he's just always, um, leading by example and bringing out the best in his team because he is the best. Um, and so, and so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and, and maybe for the first time there were, there's a little bit of actual ramifications to, uh, a, a, an injury. Um, so in this film, um, Ethan Hunt goes underwater, um, and, um, has to be rescued and brought back with a defibrillator, uh, is that what you call it? Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is. I don't know. I'm thinking yeah. neuralizer from Men in Black. Uh, a despisalizer. Well, a, surpri- a surprise, a suppository. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, if anything will wake you up from the dead, a suppository will do <laughs> That's it. That's true. So, um, so whatever. The point is, 
Um, yeah, so they bring him back, right? <laughs> and then, and then, like for the next few scenes, uh, I thought this the first time I watched it, and I thought it yesterday. Did I watch it yesterday, the day before, whatever? I thought it again. <laughs> you need to take your medication, Dustin. I know. I it's late, man. Um, Can take those suppositories. <laughs> and um, and so and so um, for the next few scenes, there was almost this question hanging over him of like, does he have brain damage now? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you felt that way. Like, well, I didn't. I didn't think it was permanent, but no, 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 it, yeah. it definitely was one of those things where it's like, oh, they actually took the time to go to to kill him for a second, and yeah. then be like, okay, so he kind of drowned, so he's gonna be a little fuzzy in the head for a bit. Do you do you remember in the third film, um, he's got like a poison in his system or whatever, has, and 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 Michelle Monaghan has to shock him back to like she has to shock him and kill him. Here's what happened. Yeah, he's got a um he has a um he has like a uh, um they had there's like a tiny little chip bomb thing that they shoot up oh, through your nose right. into your brain and that's how they kill you. Yeah. So yep. he says you need to essentially neutralize. You need to you need to hit me with shock the defibrillator. That ought to be en- that ought to be enough to short it out and then you need yeah. to bring me back cuz yep. she's a nurse. Right. Um Right. Yes. So, I do remember that. So, so, awesome. so, yeah, it was really, really awesome. But like, he comes right back, and there's like no, no sense of, you know, this guy was dead. Yeah. Um, but, but in this film, when they bring him back, he's like really quiet for a few scenes, and he's like almost like just looking at everything, kind yeah. of confused. And so, and so, obviously, they're not going to give him like permanent brain damage. But like, it's retcon it like Rocky. I know, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but but uh, we don't talk about Rocky. Um, but they do. They do bother to make you feel like, yo, like that was real. Like, yeah. he actually got hurt. Yeah. And so and so, um, Christopher McQuarrie was the first person to do that in these films. I feel like, and so, so it really just made the film feel real, um, even though it's still obviously very heightened and very, you know, lucky. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's yeah, it, it just felt real, and it felt like there was actual weight to what was happening. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of Rogue Nation. Yeah, I gave Rogue Nation five stars. Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely give it. I, I think I would give it like. Four or four and a half. Yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. I, I gave it five. I really thought about it. And I was like, well, why? You know, I, but I gave it five because it was one of those where like I really just sat there the whole time just in awe of the story, yeah, the yeah. plot, you know, just the stuff unfolding. I was like, wow, you know, I I really, really love the Elsa character. Yeah. Um, I thought that Rebecca, as you see in this picture, Rebecca Ferguson is a, is a fine physical specimen. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, <laughs> Rebecca, but seriously, like, but, but Rebecca Ferguson is also um she's able to, to she's so mysterious in this movie it's insane you're constantly you really don't know for a while like what's really like it's slowly you know you slowly figure out like as they feed you like okay here's what's really going on with her and so you sort of you kind of have this feeling the whole time like okay i think i know what her game is and but it'll make you doubt that you know, yeah. on, in almost every scene, like, oh, but is that just her being a double agent, or is this to her being a, a triple agent? You know, what's she, what's she really doing? So the character, so I, I bring up her being physically attractive because they have one shot of her in like a bathing suit because she's in a pool practicing holding her breath. She's right. not just lounging there waiting for Ethan Hunt to show up to look at her for a minute. Like she's, right. she's like, okay, I'm gonna go to the pool now and then talk to these people. And um, what I liked about the character was that she was. 
I'll say otherwise, just because we'll just give them that point, you know, sure. on, for on the scale here. Um, but really, even in that scene, I don't think it. I don't even think they did. But but let's 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 just say let's say that in that one scene they they sexualized her, right? Mm-hmm. There's none of that in the rest of this film. So yeah, it, yeah. from from that standpoint, um, you know, they've then just in the last movie you have those pictures of Paul Paula Patton in this dress. She's meant to just you know, which is appropriate to character she's meant to distract this this kind of womanizing dude to get some codes but that's always kind of the excuse to to put you know attractive actresses and revealing dresses which is i'm completely fine with um but but if but you know if you want to talk about what you know what actresses are interested in doing it's one of those it might be one of those things that kind of maybe kept paula Patton from coming back to this franchise if indeed she was planned to yeah, so yeah. rebecca ferguson I think this character has a lot of integrity and I think just as a as a female character that's this is everything you want. I mean sure. she's she's physically capable, she's not eye candy, she's 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 intelligent, um yeah. she's very complex and um you know any pass she makes at Ethan Hunt, you're not entirely certain she's she's genuine about it. You might yeah, just yeah. think it's a play to get the advantage on him. Right. Um so I really loved that character and sure. I just found her just again i just bring up physical attractiveness because rebecca ferguson is 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 magnetic to watch in this film she's she's i can't i couldn't take my eyes off her yeah yeah. every little thing she did every mannerism she was doing i was constantly like what what is your motivation what are you gonna do you know i i just found her so 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 magnetic in this in this movie equal to 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 that of tom cruise he does the same kind of stuff i just genuinely he does all these little things as he performs so i just thought that as their characters are meant to be perfect matches for each other and and meeting their matches i think that these two actors are fantastic on screen together yeah yeah. um i think the there's so much intrigue in this movie the music is amazing the Mm -hmm. cinematography is really good yeah yeah. um the lighting the camera work all of it it's 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 amazing to watch yeah. And the performances are great. And that, this is everything, everything I would want in a movie. I, I want, yeah. I, I, you know me, Dustin, I key in on logical fallacies. There's none of those in this film. There's no, nothing that happens where I go, oh, then, you know, right. Why would right. that happen? So, right. uh, great, great stuff, especially in the ending, uh, confrontation with the, mm-hmm. the syndicate, uh, because yeah. a couple things could have happened that would have yeah. been like, Oh, well, how, how do they movie their way out of this one? Right. And Ethan Hunt gives him an answer. And it's like, Oh, well, that's interesting. And I think that's because Christopher McQuarrie, I mean, obviously any good screenwriter would know that, but Christopher McQuarrie is a great screenwriter. Yeah. Um, he's an Oscar winning screenwriter. He wrote The Usual right. Suspects. He wrote, uh, I think he, I guess, I think he wrote Valkyrie. He wrote Valkyrie. I know he produced yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but Christopher McQuarrie is no dumb dumb when it comes to storytelling. He is a right. great storyteller. And as we see here, it's not just with words. He can do it with a camera too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I love yeah, her. Man. I love Rogue Nation. Well, so so you might be wondering, like, all right, Dustin, like, what gives? Like, why why give this a four or four and a half? Like, why not just say five? Uh, because I have to save the five for Fallout. So um, that's that's your Ooh, tease. That's goodness your tease. gracious! Yeah. Hold, hang up. Hey, can you go to bed, please? I was just telling everyone how good you were at not, you know. Do you want to say hello? Okay. Hey. You want to say hi? Look, Do what your dad says. All right, go to bed, okay? <laughs> hey, you come. Hold on, Dustin. I gotta take it myself off camera. Okay, Where'd you make I got you. Give me a kiss. I love you. Good night. Go to bed.
You what? I'm thirsty. You're thirsty? Oh boy, I gave you a ton of water. This is irrelevant. Okay, I'll see you later. Good night. Sorry, I did not mean to halt the show like that <laughs> so much. Anyways, okay, cool. So let's let's go ahead and end the live stream uh, with it. that. Um, people get the wrong idea about me denying my child water. Right. Um, <laughs> if you get kid, if you get kids bu- bucket loads of water, they're just gonna pee the bed. Right. Um, it's happened. Yep. Um, I can imagine. To me. Oh her, no! To her. <laughs> I gave her a ton of water, then I wet the bed. It was right. crazy, it was nuts. You're just linked that way. Yeah, it's just a, a portal opened up, and I just peed in the bed. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're gonna end the live stream now. But again, if you want to catch us on a ton of other platforms, here's how to find us on social media. But definitely go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the show Hoopercast. But you can also find this on Blogger and Tumblr. I don't know. I don't know why you'd go to that instead of just going straight to YouTube. Um, and, uh, you can also follow the show on Hooper at Hooper on Twitter at Hoopercast at Dustin Weldon at Connor underscore Dempsey, and especially go to letterbox.com slash Hoopercast, or just get the letterbox app and follow us on that because we will post these, um, you know, we post these star ratings. And if you, so if you want to go back and see how we thought of, of a film, you know, I would say go back and listen to the show. But if you go follow us on Letterboxd and just look at our list of films we reviewed, we have the star ratings right there. And if you want to hear the our, our actual full review of that film, we put the link to the review in in that little letterbox blurb. Instead of writing something, we just put star rating, link, go find the review, and you can hear the section of the show, the episode of the show, uh, where we reviewed said film. Uh, yeah, and definitely, yeah, just follow us on... You know, Follow us, find us on Letterboxd, Hoopercast, real simple. Um, and there's, of course, other perks to getting um, to getting uh, Letterboxd as well. Um, in fact, Dustin, why don't I mm-hmm. talk about those, uh, those yeah. perks? Um, if I can find the thing, the, the script that I should have had uh, up the entire time. <laughs> um, of course, oh, great, and I closed Safari. This is, this is going swim, swimmingly once again. Every single time I try to do this, <laughs> I, forget, I forget that uh, I, I want to... <laughs> show um this hang on let me just give me just just a just a brief second here dustin (laughs) i'm gonna uh oh no no no! don't do that no no no. there we go boom all right letterbox it's right there check that out Woo! this episode of the hoopercast is brought to you by letterbox of course right now listeners of our show have the chance to win a free one year pro account upgrade or extension on Letterboxd. And if you do not know, as I just said, Letterboxd is a social network for film lovers and that allows you to track, rate, and review the films you watch. You can follow other members like us or you can get uh, to get those recommendations. You can publish your own lists of films like your top 10 for the year and a lot more. Uh, we've got a couple of lists on there. It's really mostly um, the Hoopercast intended list of films. These are movies that um, we're going to get to. It's basically what's on our docket coming up. Um, so if you want any sort of sneak peek into the films that we might be talking about on the show soon, just follow us on Letterboxd and look at that list. And if you want to suggest stuff to us, maybe suggest us some films to watch. Um, we might watch them. You yeah. might not. Who knows? Not you, if you don't ask. So, <laughs> right. You know, do that. Letterbox, uh, most importantly, is free to use. There's no subscription fee, nothing like that. Um, there's no catch, just create an account. Um, but if you do get a pro account, it's going to provide you with a bunch of additional features, like a customized summary of your past year's viewing. If you already have a pro account with Letterbox, so you think that this whole spot is worthless, it's not, okay? It's not. All right, so stop it. 
right now. <laughs> Stop it with your negativity. It's not useless. You can get a year extension on your account. Full free. Yeah. One year, 12 months. I remember one time I messed up and said 12 years. It's not 12 years. It is you not can, 12 years. You don't get 12 years free <laughs> pro account. We're going we're gonna, to, we'd make Letterbox go the way of MoviePass if we did that. Right, <laughs> right, right. Right in the, to their stock would go, you know, six, per, six cents. Uh, if you want to enter this contest, uh, all you have to do is listen here right now to our show or later on YouTube or iTunes or Stitcher, all those, uh, those, in fact, here you go. You want those links? Boom. Here they are. (laughs) Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, all that shit. Um, so sorry, I need to get back to what I was doing. Getting distracted by this Google docs notification (laughs) happened again. Listen to the show and we're going to read the code word. There's a code word. At random. Mm. Then send us an email at hoopercast at gmail.com. Enter the code word in the subject line and make sure you include your letterbox username in the email so that we know which account to reward. We kick the name up the ladder to letterbox and they find you based on your username. If you send us a code word and no other identifying markers, you're SOL, my friend. Woo! (laughs) Down the river without a paddle and without a letterbox pro account <laughs> the winner will be selected during the last show of each month you can also follow our show on letterbox just search hoopercast that's letterbox.com l-e-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-d dot com letterbox.com baby <laughs> is that the jingle you, that's the letterbox.com baby your life letterbox.com <laughs> if you like letters and you like boxes, then come to letterbox.com. <laughs> They're never going to give us money. No, they won't. <laughs> but because of that, I can do whatever I want with this spot. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> I have full creative freedom on this 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 uh, this this whole thing here. It's much right. more fun to do this live than to pre-record this. The pre-tape know, is so right? boring. Do yeah. it just like this. Yeah. Anyway, letterbox.com. The code word for this month, by the way, is lilypad. For August is lilypad. So if you want to, and I'm giving that to you for free right now on the live stream. I could have made you wait till Friday, but I didn't. Because hey. we've already given you how much the show's going on. Oh my God. <laughs> a long time. Woo! A <laughs> hundred minutes of live streaming for your ass today. <laughs> So we're going to end that right now. So thanks for um, for watching live on Facebook. Catch the Mission Impossible Fallout review on... Uh, you can find it on Facebook on Friday if you want or go to the YouTube channel and subscribe just to be a friend. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Would you be my friend? <laughs> uh, I need to get off the live stream because I'm, I'm, I'm getting silly. <laughs> Gotta quit this. All right, Dustin, go ahead and mute yourself real quick. We're going to jump off good. the live screen. The live screen. I have to stop right now. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) I'm a mess, Dustin. You're muted. Ah, there we go. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Here we are. All right, pressing on. So now we're into the, you know, way into hour number two of the show. Good, good Lord. We really, woo. Woo, Dustin. Hey man, that's fine. We're having a great discussion. This is yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let me get let's okay, let's let the stop it. Stop it now. Forget it. No one knows what I'm talking about. I'm talking to a computer screen, telling it to stop it like a some crazy man <laughs> talking to the mailbox. <laughs> hey, hey you. Hey. You stop it. Quit it. Stop it right now. <laughs> God. <laughs>
Dustin, what film are we talking? We already know that. We already know this. Why am I, why am I being so mysterious? Mission Impossible, Fallout. Yeah. Dustin, yeah. I did not see this. Yes. But as we just demonstrated, I'm a fan of this franchise. Um, yeah. I have a good handle on the setup for this film. So yeah. why don't you tell me and others, um, how the hell is this movie, man? Well, if you were listening to the live stream or just a few minutes ago in the in the actual recording here, um, I I'm gonna give this a five star, and and it's Man, so weird because it was this just, is this is you guys need to appreciate this is some rare shit. Dustin just gave this film the highest rating we offer at the Hoopercast. It is. It, I did, and and it's so weird because I think it was like what a week or two ago that that you said whatever I give five stars to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is the movie you're going to watch for the rest of your life. So, I'm going to watch it every day until I die. I, I do think you'll enjoy this. So, oh, um, I, am, I, I am tingling with, with just... Woo. I don't, I don't want to know. Okay, so, here, so here's the deal. Um, <laughs> it's been two years since the last film, um, and the syndicate um, is now sort of known as the Apostles. Um, and the apostles are Interesting. this, you know, um, anarchist one. group that is looking to essentially tear down everything. Um, so um, the the sort of catalyst here of the film is Ethan Hunt goes to um, intercept three plutonium cores that um, the apostles have stolen, um, and in the process. Um, has a choice to make either to uh, retrieve the plutonium cores or save the life of one of his team mem- members. And, and he chooses to save the life of a team member. Um, what you that, with this? What's that? I'm sorry to derail you. Yeah. No. Are, are there four, I guess you could do 12, four or 12 henchmen in this film named after the apostles. There are not, but that would be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a little gimmicky for Mission Impossible. Can you imagine yeah. him having to fight like the four gospel writers? Right, like, right. There like there's go. a guy named right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, All and John right, Matthew, just yeah. beating the shit out of Tom Right, Cruise. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Judas, I'm going to have a lot of fun with you. <laughs> Judas ends up being the good guy. It's like a <laughs> yeah, whole. Yeah, there you go. I think, um, I think David Miscavige probably was like, don't, don't, you, don't you bring more attention on us. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, man. So, so he chooses a teammate over um, the mission, and um, so what that means is now we have to find um, where these things are going, and and get them back. Um, in the process, um, we are also learning that the uh, U.S. government does not quite trust the IMF. Um, <laughs> what? So, um, the CIA, um, director has, um, given a, uh, an operative, uh, August Walker is his name played by Henry Cavill, um, to basically shadow Ethan, um, and, and just make sure he does everything by the books. Um, so, um, it's the two of them uh, as they start this, this journey to retrieve the plutonium cores. And of course, along the way, they'll get help with the rest of um, uh, Ethan's team. But uh, there's a lot of really cool twists and turns. Um, Ving Rhames returns, Simon Pegg returns, Rebecca Ferguson returns, Sean Harris returns, um, and um, Alec Baldwin returns. And there's a couple other returning people that I'm not going to talk too much about. But um, the point is, um, it's a really good movie, man. Like, um, the story is... 
One of the things about about movies like this is they can become overly complicated. And I don't have a problem with a complicated plot. I think you can do a complicated plot really well if you look at something like The Dark Knight. Um, that's a complicated plot that's done really, really well. Um, and then sometimes you can overcomplicate a plot, you know, looking at something like um, Spectre. Um, and, and when you have overcomplicated plots, then it becomes really easy to lose your way in it and lose your focus in it. And I'm not just talking about the audience, although that's true too, but the writer himself or herself can lose their way in it as well. Um, and, and so what I love about this movie is it's at its core, pretty darn simple. Um, there are three things you got to go find the three things. Here's a guy who's going to help you find the three things. Here's some people that you know, and they're going to also help you find the three things that you got to find. Uh, <laughs> it's really not a complicated thing. Now, it it does snowball and become like sort of like a tree. It just sort of branches out and becomes different stories as well. Um, but they all sort of relate. And, and so what you have here is a very simple story. That's um, good that is very easy to focus on very easy like if i wanted to spoil this movie it'd be very easy to recount the entire movie um it, it's not like i'm like oh wait but did this happen before that or that happened before that? It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty linear pretty very clear um very clear and and what that gives you the opportunity to do um is focus on character um, and so again, what, you know, this isn't, you know, a character driven story, like, you know, uh, you know, a best picture winner, but it's what it is, is, um, maybe the best example of character development yet in the series. Um, wow. and, and so, so Christopher Which McQuarrie, is so crazy for like, for the, for the sixth film yeah, for you to make that assessment, like the sixth film in this franchise does the best job with character development. And you'd think it would, yeah, exactly, because you'd think it would be um, the worst. Like, oh, this is when yeah. we start running out of steam. This is right. when we start, like, we you'd don't think really maybe like the anymore. second, first or second film did the best with character usually. But I would say it's probably the best of the whole series. Like, that's like, good it's to hear, dude. So fun, and so and so. Just as a like a to reassure myself, and I have the notes here. Um, I wrote down like what the Rotten Tomatoes score of each of the movies is um so so the Rotten Tomatoes tomato score for the first film 63 the second film 57 so it went down the huh. third film is a 70 so we're back up and we're Pretty even solid. better than the first one yeah um which uh, it, it was what's that which it was i mean it, it yeah, was yeah totally and and so mission impossible four and five both had a 93 um, wow. And Mission Impossible 6 is sitting at a 97. Um, as Man. A so so what's happening here is that as the series is, is progressing, they're understanding themselves better. And, and, and you're getting um, some of the best choreographed fights, some of the best choreographed, um, uh, you know, stunt work that we've ever seen. Um, there's a long you know, car chase in this film. And you'd think after six movies of long car chases, <laughs> we'd be tired, but we're not. And and it's so interesting that, that they're able to do what all the other movies do, but make it better. Yeah. Um, it, instead of it feeling like tired and worn out, it's better. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
I've said before, I'm a sucker for these movies. Um, and, and that's true here too. But I think that the five really stands. I'm going to give it five stars. Um, the performances are all great. I want to single out for a second, Henry Cavill. Um, because for me, he was like the big question mark here, right? Because, because I've seen him in movies, but he only Superman movies. And we've talked about these movies. They are not the best movies. And certainly he is not the best written character in those movies. Um, so, so I, I really didn't know if he would fit in or if like he would even be really that good of an actor dude's awesome like it, yeah. it, it's so crazy like um they really pit him against against ethan hunt in, a, in an interesting way so he's sort of there to make sure ethan operates by the books so think of it almost like michael scott and toby flenderson like like i'm here to make sure you do your job and do it well so yeah. there's obviously some conflict there already um but but at the end of the day what's the best thing about it is is that Ethan is um, one of those guys who's like, a, 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 he's he's a good fighter, as evidenced, you know, in Rogue Nation. But he is probably a little more cunning than he is, you know. He's not like a a, a truck. He's not just gonna like plow through his enemies. He's got to be cunning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so. Um, Henry Cavill here is played opposite. Henry Cavill is literally a tank. Like get in the guy's way, you get your face broken. And um, like that, so it's really cool dynamic between the two of them. In fact, the CIA director in the film um, uh, played by uh, Angela Bassett. um, Because Alec Baldwin's a secretary now. Yes, correct. Um, So he's in charge of IMF. She's in charge of CIA. Um, And so she says um, uh, she says to Alec Baldwin at one point, you prefer to use a scalpel. I use a hammer, Um, you know, so in reference to like the way that Tom or the way that Ethan Hunt would operate the versus the way that Henry Cavill's character would operate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so so it's just a really cool almost foil for him, you know, throughout the film. and, and, and yeah, man, it's, it's just so, you know, there are twists and there are turns that I don't want to even talk about or get near, um, because I think they're just best, you know, seen without any expectation. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons why I always, when I go to the movies, I, I pretty much always have a good time. Like even, even yeah. dumb movies I can have a good time with. And so, so you would think that would mean I'd give everything a five, but, but truth be told, one of the reasons why I don't give everything a five is because, uh, like rewatchability is a big thing for me. Um, I want to rewatch it over and over and over again. And I can with this one. And another thing, another sort of reason maybe in the back of my mind is I don't like to talk movies up too much. I don't right. like to sit here and go like, this is the best thing ever. Because then when you see it, you're going to be like, well, it was good, but yeah, and it's there's like, a tendency to, for people to just assume that you're overblowing it because that's what most people do. And I think you and I try bo- both try really hard to, to make our praise mean something right on this so, channel. And that that's, and by the way, that's my benchmark for a lot of these movies I own that I'm rewatching is do I want to own this? Because owning it means watching it over and over again. Cause if I only want to see it like once or twice every couple of years, there's no reason to own a copy. I'll just, exactly. I can just go, or I can rent just it. rent it. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so, so, so I don't want to talk this movie up too much. Um, because I want you guys to enjoy it the way that I did. Um, this is best seen in a good crowd. This is best seen with good friends. This is best seen, um, you know, in community, right? Because this is the part of the, this is the part of the, the review. I always get the saddest on cause I'm always like, I'm going to watch it at home on my television. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, I think- I'm unaffected by, by optimal pre by optimal theater conditions. Like, so you're right. The best place to see it is this. Yeah. Connor, Connor Dempsey always is a, a close second is always my earbuds on my, on my iPad. And, and that's okay. <laughs> without my pants because, on. Because it's still a really good movie. Um, but, but, Look, I, I'm giving this five stars for a couple of reasons. Number one, the story is clear and compelling. Number two, the performances are um, are really phenomenal and and take these characters to places that I wasn't expecting. Um, there's humor, there is tons of action, and there's a fair share of drama, and. And, and all of that makes for a rewarding experience, something that I'll want to rewatch over and over and over again. Um, the set pieces in this film are great. Um, the whole last chunk of this movie is like, I, I, it, it's so long and it feels long, but it's like, I don't want this to end. Keep going, keep making more fights. And, and so, um, you know, the fact that like I didn't look at my watch and the fact that like I was so just enthralled the entire time, it's a five star. It has to be a five star. Um, now, it, it also fills me with trepidation because as the uh, you know, I don't I'm not a I'm not a pessimist, but what I am is a maybe I'm a little bit of a cynic in terms of Hollywood, but I do think that Hollywood has a tendency to ruin things. So it makes me worry that the next one's going to be like a terrible like movie, Oscars. but yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but if, if the franchise ended here, I'd, I'd almost be okay with it. Um, the same, that same guy, Patrick Willems, that mm. Patrick H. Willems actually is the name of the channel. Okay. Um, he, he, he said, what he would do is make one more. Yeah. He would make a seventh film and then kind of cap it off because he's, he's a, he's as much of a fan of these films as I am. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a crazy fan of these films, but I, I really think this is, uh, the, um, especially with six movies, this is a damn solid franchise. Yeah. Totally. And the films seem to be getting better and better. So make one more, let Macquarie write and just keep the entire crew, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and just cap it right off. Cause they're doing something right, yeah. but you can't do that forever. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, dig up yeah, Macquarie's I, I, tweets I or something. With that. Do do one more, uh, conclude everything out, and just yeah. just be done. Um, I'd be on board. I'd be I'd be hundred percent on board with that. Um, but <clears> at the same time, I would mourn a little bit because this is the best action franchise bar none uh, mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Um, and yeah. and that and, and I even love the second one. Like I know everyone hates the second one, but like I get so much enjoyment out of the last chunk of that movie too. Um, like yeah, that, it's still that, still a good action movie. It's just yeah, a different man. style of action. It's some. It it's a lot more. You know. Uh, you know. Asian and st- Asian. You know. Yeah. Uh, what early two thousands? It's it's both a, a different stylized. Yeah, very stylized. Yeah. Just different style of fighting. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, 
Yeah. I, I just always always remember there's there's this scene on the uh, at the end where Ethan Hunt and the baggie I don't remember his name um, they're driving their motorcycles towards each other and then they both <laughs> jump off of the motorcycles and just hit each other in midair yeah like full body and then and then slam down into the into the sand and start rolling around and like the bad guy pulls out a knife and like gets it like millimeters from Ethan's eye yeah and it's like oh my gosh this is amazing yeah. Um, yeah, but, there's, there's still tension in the film, even though it's kind of cheesy in terms of action. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's partly because the sensibilities have changed. I mean, in 2000, that was some insane shit, it was, you know, it was. but and that actor's name is uh, Dugray Scott, a.k.a. Mm. Almost Wolverine. Ah, yes, correct. Because he dropped out to do that film. To do Mission Impossible. You're right. Um, yeah, bad move, buddy. Um, <laughs> he could, but, he, uh, he came this close to 20 years later, not getting nominated for best picture. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, no, I, 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 I love this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, um, it, it heightens everything that you've come to love. Um, the amount of like dumb luck that these characters have in these movies is just like, on full display here. Um, it was great that they pointed that out in Rogue Nation. Like the committee yeah. full on says like, I don't think you produce results. I think you get lucky. Get lucky. Yeah. And, and that's true. And Jeremy but, Renner sits there. He goes, shit, they're right. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. They've, they've got us pegged. Speaking of though. Uh, so Jeremy Renner is not in this movie. Um, okay. fa- sort of famously because he, he couldn't take this movie because of Infinity War. Infinity War. And yeah. then Infinity War didn't use him. So dude, <sighs> dude didn't get in either movie, which I think is hilarious. But um, Man, this, this movie's ru- has, has, has knocked a couple of superhero films down the peg, hasn't it? It really has. <laughs> um, that mustache. But, I know, dude. Um, <laughs> but, but I'll say this, like... If it, was, if it was do this movie right or do Justice League right... Um, I, I mean, gl- if I've been Henry Cavill, and that's glad for, he does for, this. Well, yeah, for, forget that. Like, f- forget that Paramount has every right to go no because right. he's on our film now. Yep. Like, they could have been friendly and been like, I guess, but then they were like, no, because we do a lot of stunts and we're not going to have him shave his mustache and do a prosthetic and slow down our production time just because y'all need reshoots. Sorry about it. Yeah. But uh, that's just movie making for you. And so yeah. let's pretend that none of those factors have been in play. Yeah. You've still got Henry Cavill. And if I were him, I would have been like, I'm not shaving the mustache. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to shave the mustache. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, no, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I, I I would say if you ended up with some time and 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 ten bucks to go yeah. see this, like um, I would highly recommend it to anybody out there. If if you if if you can squeeze it in, do it. Um, and these are these are films. By the way, I'm going to buy Rogue Nation. I'll, I'll probably buy Fallout Sight Unseen just because of just because yeah, yeah. of your recommendation, Dustin. Yeah, because yeah. because and these are worth owning on Blu-ray too, uh, or or some other high, or 4K whatever you've got. Because yeah. the cinema, especially as as they go on, like you know, the cinematography in three is fine, but four yeah. is where they started shooting with IMAX cameras, right? And and the picture quality jumped up tremendously. And yeah. this one appears to be no different. Like the cinematography, there's real thought given to the, 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 the look of this film. And so it, it looks beautiful. And I, I, I want to see this on a, on a really grand scope, it, you know, in my home, like yeah. once this is out of theaters, like if you're, if you hadn't seen it, like 
I, it's not, you know, don't cheap out on like get, get a good copy of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I, I'm this, this, I was, I'm so glad to hear all this praise for this film coming out because again, as the sixth film in this franchise, that's really good to hear and just loving Rogue Nation so much. And I, I it would, with this film being so tied to Rogue Nation, it would have been really disappointing if this hadn't felt good, if this hadn't been a good film, because then you'd watch Rogue, Rogue Nation and be like, this is so good. What happened? What happened yeah. in the next one? A lot of the same elements are there. So yeah. for this to be like, oh yeah, you like Rogue Nation? This is even better. It's like, yeah. wow, that's, that's great. Yep. Exactly. Woo. Yep. All right. Yeah, man. I, I, I highly recommend it. Well, do you want to, do you want to end it right there? Yeah, let's end it. We're going for about two hours. This yeah, is man. a, this is a long, woo. I know this is great. Hey man, this was a good episode. Yeah, dude. A lot of fun. This was good pod for sure. Totally. Guys, everyone, thank you for watching our show. Thanks for everyone who watched on the live stream. I got a couple of texts about that. Um, people saying some couple people saying I watched the entire stream. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is a hell of a feat. So I don't That's know awesome. what you don't have going on, on Wednesday nights, but I'm glad you spent it with the Hoopercast for sure. Yep. Um, like we said, everyone, we do this show every week. Um, and we do it uh, live on Facebook, a little bit of it live on Facebook, maybe a topic or two usually. We don't usually don't do 80% of the show on Facebook right, Live. Right, right, right. But we were having a good time. We were getting a lot of listener interactions. So uh, whenever yeah. that happens, we like to we like to Keep move. Keep it going. Yeah, move the goalpost a little bit. Yeah. So, um, But you can obviously catch us on our YouTube channel, which is um, where you're going to get, obviously, where you're watching this episode. Or maybe you're watching this on Facebook. So. Yeah, because that's there too. But if you're watching it on Facebook, go to the YouTube channel and just throw us a subscription. Yep. If not, just to help our numbers. And normally, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, do this just to boost numbers," because that's all we care about. The right. only reason I'm mentioning that is because if we get a thousand subscribers, Dustin and I can start getting paid for these for these reviews again, yep. and then it won't really matter as much to me where you watched it, because then we can actually go talk to some sponsors and be like, "Hey, we have a thousand people who subscribe to the channel. We've got this many people who watch on Facebook." Um, you know, blah, 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 pay us some money. And then um, you can hear me read some spots with some seriousness because um, my paycheck will be on the line. Exactly. Um, So, yes, uh, thanks for watching. Here is, let's see, where's not that? Good Lord, I need to memorize my own damn hotkeys. I swear to God. (laughs) There's all the podcast platforms. Of course, um, the easiest for the Apple people is going to be Apple Podcasts. If you have uh, an Android phone, then you're looking at a myriad of things, probably Google Podcasts, but probably Stitcher or Spotify most people are going to use, I think, for podcasts. But there's also CastBox, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor FM, um, the people responsible for getting us on all these platforms free of charge. So thank you to Anchor, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, guys. I think sure. that's 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 the show. So thanks for watching. Thanks show. for listening. Absolutely. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. And I think John's coming on next week. Sweet. I think John's coming on next week and um, and uh, a couple of other guests down the line as well. Sweet. Woo. Uh, what have you, what did you, uh, what do you, what did you watch Dustin? What do you want to talk about next week? I know we don't have to plan, plan this out, but I did. I'm, I'm going to watch this film revenge because mm. this is the 99 cent rental on iTunes this week. So yeah, yeah. if you want to watch revenge um, okay. and not, well, I'm talking to the listener, but you too, if you want to, but yeah, to yeah. the listener for sure, if you want to watch revenge while it's still 99 cents, so you can listen to the review next week and know what the hell we're talking about. Um, then, it's 99 cents right now on iTunes. So I jumped on that because I heard good things about revenge. Um, but it seems like it's not for everybody as far right. as I can tell. Sure. Um, 
particularly women. Um, actually, it's for women. Anyway, um, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. So I don't really know what I'm talking about quite right. yet, but I will next week. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, we got to talk about Paddington too, Dustin. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, I'll probably talk about Teen Titans go to the movies as well. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, guys, thank you. See you next week. Get out there. See some good movies. Yeah. And um, spay and neuter your pets. Spay spay and hoop your pets. No, don't. Stay. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 